Hmm. Man, um, look, we were talking about a German automaker earlier in the, uh, the this 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 podcast, and and hmm. about some some things that are coming hmm. to reality here. We we first spoke of this many many months ago over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Parks County Guru. Make sure you head on over there and subscribe to that thing for us, uh, so we can keep growing. Uno so. momento por favor. Okay. I'd say I told you so. Okay. Ooh, yeah. So. You like subscriptions, Keith? <laughs> oh, love them, Jay. Love yeah. handing out money for random things every month. My a special, my, my my personal favorite in our house is the subscription we pay to Lexus every month to start our car remotely. Oh, but, but wait love a minute. It. Car but if you go and you, to... you buy a Nissan Frontier, you get the remote start. You don't have to pay for it. I'm just saying. Ooh. Okay, well, anyway. Yeah, love them. To, love that, them. to, to that end. Can't, to that end. Can't. Like just can't stop thinking about who I can offer, mo- uh, you know, recurring revenue to next well, month. BMW said they were going to do it, <laughs> and here you go. They have BMW heated seat subscriptions are a real thing, and it will cost you eighteen dollars a month, man. What you talking about? <laughs> yep, that's right. Your creature comforts, your heated seats, your heated steering wheel, your um, uh, your connectivity, your you know, all of these things are going to cost you money extra on top of what the base vehicle cost is, and we're not talking about adding it as an option. It will cost you to add it as an option, but it is a, it is a software over the air update. Yeah, so is how they're going to be pushing it's these. Cheaper things. to build them that way. You just mm-hmm. build them with everything in it. This isn't anything new. Car car manufacturers have been doing this. For years and years and years, I've got a 1999 Ford three-quarter ton pickup. It's a Super Duty, and you can go on the forums and look up like remote start. Like I was at one point thinking about like remote entry, and you know, does it does it have like what if I wanted to just put a key fob on it to because uh, it's got power locks and power windows, mm-hmm. and there's all the this documentation online that says if you just go and look, like 90% of the ones that were built already have the box under the hood where you just plug the module in right it's already there they've already wired it why because it's cheaper in the factory to just have them done all the same and crank them out and then just charge you that extra like just to plug the box into it later right Right? the other thing that that does for them as the manufacturer as you well know we all walk around with our smartphones our smart devices and we are continuously being pushed to update um, specific apps and this gives the user a better you know a better service uh, a better experience and i think that these are this is this is what it's coming to with auto manufacturers as well they realize that by doing this they can control by over-the-air updates and improve upon an existing product and i think that 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 in itself is the bottom line here. I think that they recognize that they can they they there may be an opportunity to improve upon, um, and you know just not ever. It's cheaper to like you said to supply the vehicle with what it needs to get there, than it is to have a vehicle without that, and one with because then you're building two different vehicles. Well, and let's let's take this argument a little bit further because you might be saying right now, well, I'm going to buy a car and I'm never going to pay for that. Okay, well, this is a BMW. How long are you going to have this car? How long does the average BMW right. owner keep their BMW? A couple of years? Exactly. Three yeah. years? Yeah. Lease? Five years, maybe? Yeah. Is that car dead in five years? Is it done, or is it going to another owner? Maybe that other owner wants to pay for that subscription and have his heated seats. So just because you put the wiring, the components, the coils in that seat, and the first guy that owns it doesn't use it, doesn't mean that's wasted for the life of the vehicle. You follow me? Right. So Absolutely. The argument of this being too costly to implement, I think they're looking at this from the other side of that coin, which is somebody will pay for it in the life oh, of Oh, absolutely car. they will. I mean, we you know, we said we would never pay $1000 for a smartphone, and it's happens oh, yeah. every every 2 minutes somebody well, I'd, right. I'd really like to know what the number is there. How often does a new smartphone get purchased? We so, should check into that. I mean, and what what's it cost Jay to I mean, I, we're just theorizing here, but the components in that seat that create the heat, right? The switches, mm-hmm. the power, the wiring, the coils in the seat. I mean, are we talking like to the manufacturer? Are we talking fifty bucks? Yeah, probably electronics wise. But if you think about this though, 
if here's the other side of it, why not stick a seat in there that has the capability of doing that? Right. Well, that's instead yeah. of instead of building a whole other seat that doesn't have the capability to do that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more costly for them to produce two different types of seats than it is one. They're going to make so their this, 50 bucks back in two months. Totally, totally, months. totally, Sorry. totally makes sense, right? So let's get down to the figures here. So on its Connect Drive store in South Korea, BMW's Connect Drive store in South Korea, BMW owners can pay a monthly fee to have a creature comfort such as heated seats. It costs uh, 24,000 Korean won, or what is basically about 18 bucks uh, at the current exchange rate. Um, or you can get a one-year plan for about 176 bucks, uh, or a three-year subscription for $283. Um, and I think you can just buy it outright for 406 bucks, one shot, you're that's, done, you get it for the rest of your life. That's, I would go for the lifetime unlock. I would, too. And, now, but here's, you here's know, as soon as you change ownership, that resets and locks itself back up. Absolutely, right? it does. Yeah. It is a return on investment. It is exactly what Rivian tried to do. Or they, it, they basically presented during their IPO that they were going to use subscription revenue as part of their revenue, and they're banking on that. And we said then, who's going to do this? And then all of a sudden, BMW's already doing it. There's a lot of other auto manufacturers out there that are already doing it. You're just not hearing about it as much, but you're going to see this more and more with each new vehicle that you purchase. Now, here's the beauty of this. You can do this anytime. It's an over-the-air software update. So for right now, let's say you can't afford that you know, for all these creature comforts, you know, heated seats, steering wheel, Apple CarPlay, all these different things that at the end of the day, it's going to tack on, say, you want to you want to buy it outright, uh, cost you an additional, say, $4,000 mm-hmm. in, in options, right? Whereas, but I can get just a, just a snippet of it just to see if I like it. Maybe I don't like it. Maybe I only want to try it for three months to see if I want to continue on, and then maybe at that time I will I will purchase the the full meal. Um, I think it gives the consumer. It's not really a bad thing. I think it gives the consumer the options to choose or delete when you know when they see fit. That's that's my my take on it. Maybe you only want to use a heated seat during the winter time. Maybe Here's, you're not a cold-natured yeah. person and you don't want it in the summer. You think about it because yeah. the heated seat doesn't get utilized it, it, every month. It depends on where you live, but yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. So, so there is a potential downside risk here. Mm-hmm. that I Because I, this is me, Jay. You know, I'm always looking at, like, where could this bite us, right? All right. So this is, this is horrible and you shouldn't do this, but I know people are going to do it. So that $4,000 that you talked about, that if you just go for the lifetime unlock and you it adds $4,000 to the cost of the vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. So vehicle prices are already going up. Right. And we've reported on this before, and you guys make sure you're subscribed over on the YouTube side. You can find all of our segments there, and this is one of them, where people are now extending out their, their payment plans from five years, six years, seven years, eight years, right? Yeah. Some, some cases, 10 so people are going to add this to the cost of the purchase of the vehicle, go for the mm-hmm. lifetime unlock, and then this is the ridiculous part. They're going to then pay interest on that $4,000 month. So they have a monthly fee that they didn't want to pay monthly because they couldn't afford it, and they added it to the price of the vehicle, which ups that monthly fee, and then they're going to pay interest on that monthly fee, and then that's going to end up extending the loan term, meaning like right. from five years to six or seven right. or so on. Well, here's where that could be dangerous to the automotive industry. Yes, they're going to make more money on the interest over the over time, but historically what has driven the time frame that people come back to buy new cars? Like it's typically been 5 years. Like a lot of people buy I a think new five car years. every 5 years. Yeah, Why, 3 to what, 5. What a coincidence, Jay. Right. 5 years happens to be the standard term for most auto loans historically, right? That's right. In, in, at least in the past 20 years, right? Right. Yeah, what a real coincidence. People get them paid off, and then they decide to go buy a new one. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's going to take people longer to pay off their automobile, then I see the potential that BMW is not going to sell as many cars every year because people are going to keep their BMW longer, and now it's going to be a new car every seven years. Right. right. So what do you and, do? And that could hurt their bottom their sales line, right? That's right, yeah. So this is 
it's kind of a, a balancing act. They've got to figure out where that sweet spot is. Where can we get a return on on the investment? Where can we get a return here? What where, where, what do we get? Yep. And this is this is how you do it. Now, let's get. I'm before we end this. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this. I am in complete agreement with the direction that this is going. I have no problem with it. I think that this is where we're at in in with with technology, which provides the, these types of opportunities. We have an ever changing environment in the automotive industry right now as we speak and it's changing by the minute when you have a big player in this industry a new car manufacturer like Stellantis come out and says that they estimate that it will make a whopping 23 billion dollars a year by the end of this decade on subscriptions that is huge man that is amazing so when you're looking at bottom lines, just as Keith just said, the normal rate of exchange of a vehicle from old to new um, is changing. People are hanging on to their vehicles a little longer, and this might encourage them to do that even because of the, pot, the price of the, the vehicle itself. So I think it's going to be a win-win for consumer and manufacturer. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just where we're going, guys. So there you have it. <laughs> Is that Pink Floyd? Uh, that does sound like the one at the doom, 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 opening doom, to Money, doom, doesn't it? Doom, 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 doom. It's, yeah. I did not sample that from Money, for the, for the, just to be clear. But yeah, no, you, you yeah. did not. You did not. And that was my base, my base licks. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, uh, we're, oh, man, we, we always have fun with... Oh, by the way, mid 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 statement here in, in this podcast because we haven't said it enough. Thank you for listening to us if you're listening, and thank you for watching us if you're watching us over on YouTube. Make sure if you are not subscribed, that helps us out and it helps us continue to do this. So please, we we appreciate all the subscriptions and the listeners, but Tell a friend. Just make sure you get the word out that we love doing this and we want to continue to do it. So head on over to partscountyguru.com um, and make sure you uh, go to uh, the podcast tab up in the upper left-hand corner and click on that and choose whatever podcast platform you want, which may be Spotify. It could be Apple Podcasts. It could be Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn. It's, we're on every available podcasting platform out there. So, so make sure you subscribe and tell a friend. Um, we also are an Amazon um, associate, and if you're doing some shopping and you want to go to Amazon, just go to partscountyguru.com, and you'll see that Amazon banner up there. If you click on that, it'll take you right to Amazon. You sign in. You go do your shopping. What the nice thing for that is is it puts a little bit of money in our piggy bank to help us keep doing these things, and we love this. So we have there's it's all transparent. We don't know anything. Your what you're buying is private to you. We have no idea who you are. We have no idea what you're buying. We just know that we get a little love when you buy something through our website. Also, go over to youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Turn it from red to gray. Hit the notification bell up there so that you are notified when videos come out like we have done today. And um, that really helps us grow, uh, continue to grow and get to some of these trade shows that you guys love for us to cover. So thanks again, everybody, for watching and or listening. So, all right. Oh, RoboTaxi. Cruz, what are you doing, man? This is an imperfect world, isn't it, my friend? This is interesting. Uh, as someone who just recently returned from the Bay Area, I was in San Francisco last week, um, which is where this is a GM product. Am I correct there? This is their is. test program, yeah. and they're yeah, operating a lot of this in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of funny, man. Uh it is. I mean, it's very similar to the uh, the the. Remember the the, one, the video we shot, which Please. you can go you, same YouTube, same company, same company, uh, YouTube.com, and, and same area, yeah. same area, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, go to YouTube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus and go over there and, and you'll see that Robo Taxi video we did where the cops pulled over a a Robo Taxi for not having headlights on, but there was nobody in the car. Right. Anyway, so, so this is uh, again a GM pilot program 
happening in San Francisco in the city mm-hmm. proper. Um, and we had some sort of a swarm. <laughs> a bunch of them <laughs> yeah. all bundled up together, Borg style, right? In a Borg right. collective. And it was kind of inexplicable. Um, they said it was at the intersection of Go and Fulton Streets okay. in San Francisco. We, and we were right there. In the Bay Area, yep. And um, it was in the middle of the night, like midnight, right? Mm-hmm. Stopped in the middle of the road. And uh, about 20 minutes later, somebody from Cruise, an employee, had to show up and, I guess, <laughs> reboot the cars. I don't know. Uh, they had to dissipate. So um, if you look at the pictures, it's like... <laughs> it's yeah, literally like just a swarm. It's- it's like a parade or, yeah. uh, of cruise cruise robo taxis, man. They said as many as uh, um, uh, let's see, cruises. Oh, I'm, I'm wrong there. Uh, but they were saying it had an issue. They had an issue earlier in the week that caused some of their vehicles to cluster together, as they say. Right. This is um, their statement. This is their statement, and they still really have not revealed what happened. Um, they said they resolved it on their end, and no passengers were impacted, uh, and they did apologize to anyone who was inconvenienced. But um, this is the thing that Keith and I have been preaching about this type of technology. Yeah, it ain't now, perfect. Interestingly enough, couple things here. Why San Francisco? Why the? Okay, so a lot of the areas that they operate on, and I've looked at their service map. Uh, it's thirty mile an hour zones or less, so they don't right. want these cars ripping down the road at fifty miles an hour because the liability is too high. The mm-hmm. likelihood of injury or fatality increases with increased speed. If right. There's something the car can't break for or stop. So for what's what's the uh, limited speed that 30, they have for it? Thirty, 30 miles 30 per miles hour. hour. And a lot okay. of those service areas where they run these, mm-hmm. that's the top. The, the the speed limit isn't higher in those areas, so they're not you, impeding traffic. Did you say there was a specific time frame that they can can or cannot be on the road? Is uh, that something that they, they have we in there? saw them out? I mean, I don't know. Oh, six a.m. to ten p.m. Oh, is that right? I don't okay. know why that is. Um, they're also saying, I think too, I heard that they can't even go downtown or onto highways right. and right. are prevented from driving at times. That's of a heavy speed fog thing. And range. That's yeah. a speed. Okay. So yeah. now it, one of their competitors, we, and we saw a lot of these, in fact, Sideshot was trying to talk me into doing, a like reserving one, but there, it's a very limited service area mm-hmm. and they, um, I'm talking about Waymo. Now we've talked about Waymo on this program, Google Owns, we've talked about way, Waymo. we've talked about Waymo Waymo than I want to talk about. Okay, there you go. Now they're operating a lot of Jaguar um, uh, crossover vehicles yes. as their as their primary service vehicle, and they're really cool to see. In fact, I've got some footage from a dash cam that I just reviewed. By the way, everybody, and I might oh, really? pull it in and throw it in here. They have these spinning like they have all kinds of detection devices all around the vehicle on the roof on the front. Right. On the sides, on the back, it's constantly little spinning devices. And Waymo does yet does not allow their vehicles, their fleet vehicles in San Francisco to go driverless. They are manned. They're not full autonomous. Now, it, they're in Phoenix as well, and I think they may be autonomous in Phoenix in some mm-hmm. locations, but not in San Francisco. Interesting. So Cruise is actually ahead of Waymo, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, in terms of being fully driverless at mm-hmm. this point. Right. But clearly there are some bugs to be worked out. Right. There is. Definitely, it's, man. It's I, just so limited. Like, it, well, depending on where you want to go, it's you're not going to go far in these. Right. And, and you know, you talk about being, it being a problem. Um, they said that this 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 robo-taxi service comes just a couple weeks um, after a cruise test vehicle blocked a fire truck responding to an emergency uh cruise asserts that its test vehicle behaved as designed and yielded to the fire truck after blocking it for 25 seconds now this is very similar to the issue that tesla had where when an autopilot um it's crashed into emergency vehicles so there's something to do with the technology that they are using where these uh the lights um the emergency vehicle lights um uh, confuses it, man. It confuses it now, and and I and, I and I don't know what that is. What I do know is this: for example, like emergency vehicles, when they come up to a community and it's a gated community, they don't have the code. But 
what it is is the gated community the sensor the vehicles there is a sensor that they install that it picks up the vehicle uh the, the emergency vehicle flashing lights right and it will open up for them that's well, that's part of that you so potentially just released a life hack to thousands of viewers and listeners out there to sneak into your neighborhood now jay oh you better delete that <laughs> we'll get that one in post so yeah so the the opposite is also true though on these vehicles it's kind of an override right like it detects that emergency vehicle and it shifts no pun intended that vehicle shifts into an altered way of behaving but these lights for example the emergency vehicle lights are designed specifically um in a manner and they're supposed this is why like if if you you can buy these things if you're supposedly if you're a licensed person to have the lights on your vehicle Mm -hmm. that's why it is a crime uh, to not have some sort of official documentation that proves that you are an emergency, um, uh, you know, say a volunteer firefighter or volunteer police officer or whatever, to where you can get to a scene very quickly by throwing a light on. You can't, uh, unfortunately, you can go purchase these emergency vehicle lights. Um, so there are some vehicles out there that have them on that shouldn't have them on there. I just, I, I know that. And if you get yeah. caught with them, you're in trouble. Oh, so sure. There you go. Now, interestingly, and I'll just comment on this as well, you know, you started this, we started this when you said, you know, this technology is not there yet. It's not perfect. It's far from perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you remember, what was this, maybe a year ago, Jay, that we reported on this program a spot in Yosemite where Teslas were crashing into rocks? Yeah, yeah. It was a split in the road, yeah. fooling the the, uh, autonomous Mm-hmm. sensors in the vehicle i actually visited that spot a couple of weeks ago m- multiple times did you take a picture of it i have pictures yeah um, did you, did you it's film odd. anything it's i did it's <laughs> odd it's um it's not like any junction that you would typically so or it's not like a bermuda see. triangle or anything right no it's just <laughs> it, and they do stuff in that area sometimes to deal with traffic or there's renovations going on and mm-hmm. um it's and there's weird one-way roads that some some areas that doesn't make sense you feel like you're going the wrong like I, I literally looked over to mary at one point and went it's just like we're driving in the uk like you were driving on the wrong side of the road you had traffic going this way and we were going this way and it was backwards of what we would typically do here in the united states right yeah yeah and so the the cars are just it's confusing their software you know yeah so that's it there's and they have to work through those problems it's not a perfect I, it's not a perfect situation we're a long way away from from autonomous driving. that's man. it i feel like we're pushing this too quickly really that's so. what let's, it comes down to you know let's work on the technology a little bit more i, I believe you i don't think we're ready right. we're nowhere near that yet and we'll get there the technology will get there but there's still it's still going to be a long time and um, there's a lot of things that AI cannot do that humans can do. And um, no matter how technologically advanced they are, they still have their shortcomings. And this is, this is a fine example of that, you know. So, so there you go. Oh, boy. So, yeah, you'll uh, make sure you uh, <laughs> I've got give it, it away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got two more things to talk about. Um, do we, 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 we do, do we want to do both? Um, sure. Let's just do them shorter. We can get through them quickly. Yeah. Cause this is for our audience I, guys. Are, we're trying to give you as, uh, these are you important. Know, these are, we're trying to give you guys as much information as we possibly can. And, and gosh, I wish we had four hours to, to sit and talk about some of the stuff, but we don't. So let's get right to it, Keith. Um, can you, can you please cue up Bert for this. This is this is something that I think we should, should talk about. I hate to say I told you so. Thank like, you, Bert. I could just put that on a loop and here, yeah. come back in 10 minutes and it would probably still not be the number of times we've, yeah. I, I think I hear an echo from Keith. Toyota ready to dominate EV market after, after doing what, Keith? Uh, playing the long game for okay. 300, Alex. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Didn't we say that? Um, <laughs> like, it would not be much effort at all for me to go pull a clip of me saying those very words. Yeah, and where can they find that clip, Keith? Uh, over on our website at Parts... Or, no, actually on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash Parts Counter Gurus. Just subscribe yeah. and 
go through yeah, the list. There you go. Yeah. So Keith and I have discussed this about Toyota ad nauseum about the fact that they have been basically a no-show in the EV market. And um, wow, here we are. Um, them being as patient as they have been, they have been s- sitting back patiently watching the industry trends, what's going on, and have now decided to really kind of get their get their toes into the pool. Um, and there's one key component to this, which is also something that we have said over and over and over again. The battery technology that we know today will not be the battery technology that you will see in 10 years. It's generation it one. It's that's it. Basically, you're helping push things forward, but don't expect this to be the standard. Three three factors that have really worried people about the EV market battery, which is, first of all, volatility. Right. Right. Price. Right. Weight. Range. Range. That's four. Right. And I mean, we could, there's probably a couple more that we could add. Well, but the if you're so, General Motors, you know, catch fire, you know. It's, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, right. but we have said on this show the solution to that problem is a solution free battery. Right. Going to a solid state battery. Do you know who owns most of the patents to solid well, state batteries? Well, that would batteries? be Toyota, Jay. Correct. Hello. Now. Now, do you understand the long game, folks? I hate to say I told you so. Yeah, um, I mean, what well, what was the alternative realistically that Toyota is just giving up and they're just not going to sell electric cars? There's way too much money being left on the table in the car. That that's not they're not stupid. No, they are not stupid. Um, they now may be the go-to company for solid-state batteries, having them being owning Japan basically is solid-state battery central right now, basically. Um, so. The solid-state battery definitely represents the, 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 the huge, huge jump uh, forward. Um, it'll change a lot of things. Like we said, weight, size, price, volatility, range, all those things. And so Toyota has waited around for that right moment, and now they are dipping their toes in, like I said. So, um, yeah, so... Couple couple details here on the timing. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we talked about Sir Richard Dyson, and he abandoned his EV uh, endeavors because of the cost of those solid. He was going to go solid state, and basically said it wasn't. It was cost prohibitive. It wasn't feasible to build a vehicle in the current generation and do it with anything other than the the current lithium offerings. Okay. Right. And, and just to back up the whole, okay, if you don't believe us that Toyota has really seriously invested in going solid state, the patents that Jay mentioned, Toyota owns 1,331 patents for solid state technology. Let, let me just, one more time, 1,331, followed by Panasonic, oh, a battery company. Who holds less than half of that? Isn't that crazy? 445. Now tell me again that Toyota's not playing the long game with solid-state batteries. Go ahead. I'll wait. Uh, Right. I mean, you're absolutely 100 correct. Can can you cue Bert one more time? Just just cue Bert. I hate to say I told you so. Wow. Um, We also know that that Toyota has partnered with Hino uh, on their their, their hydrogen fuel cell. So Toyota is one of those manuf- auto manufacturers, those manufacturers out there that has has been extremely wise in choosing their position in this EV market instead of focusing on let's whip out as many of these new production vehicles that will not oh, be relevant. Oh, how many can we sell next year? No, 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 right. no, no. We're in this for the next decade, and how many can we sell in that decade and the decade after that? And what are they playing? The long game. Right. And we've, we have preached this to our listeners over and over and over again that that is exactly what they were doing. We've said this, man. Um, they're, not, they're not standing around twiddling their thumbs. They're, they're, they're working. They're looking at the bigger picture. 
they knew that the battery technology has to be it, it's it's the catalyst i think for the future of this of just, this industry i don't think they want to deal with the current generation the issues that we're going to have with the current generation evs in five to seven years right i think yeah. that's going to be too expensive of a problem and it could sour consumers and they recognize right. that Yes, absolutely. Now, look, I don't know if you guys knew this. I think I did. But Toyota only plans on going fully electric in 2035, and it will test solid-state batteries in its hybrid and plug-in portfolio first. The most likely candidates are the Evergreen Prius yeah. and their top-selling RAV4 Prime. But look, if the techno- if solid-state's not quite ready, they'll push that back to 2037 or 2040. Sure. They're not like GM saying, well, we're going to stop making internal yeah. combustion they're, engines, man. We're saying- done. We're going to do what we're going to... This is an Apple approach. Right. How? Everybody's been watching Roadhouse, Jay. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> yes. yes. How will I know it's time? I will tell you. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> when, now, when, look. At, when it's time, Apple will tell you what they're about to release. When it's time for Toyota to go solid state, they will tell you. They're not going to mm-hmm. tell you before it's time. Okay? That's right. Orson Welles didn't come out and start telling people that it was time to make wine until it was time to make wine. <laughs> right. right. Absolutely, man. There has been some really wise decisions with some of the Asian manufacturers out there. Um, but there's also been some poor decisions, too. I think that Hyundai just jumped right out of the gate with their Ionic line and, and Kia, Hyundai yep. and Kia both. I mean, they are pushing these first-generation EVs. But that's their game. I mean, let's face it. Gain market Kia and, share and uh, hope, right. hope that they come back in three to five years for another right. one because we're keeping the price down. It's like we just talked about. Right. If we're gonna, tr- if they're gonna end up on an eight-year note to pay for this car, we're mm-hmm. not gonna be able to sell them another one in five years or, exactly. or four years, or, or maybe we will. But it's a lot of them will still be upside down, and so. The, yeah, but that's a different that's a different market strategy for a different market segment. Right. It is. It is. It definitely is. And look at what. And this is the thing. Okay. So I am my my real job. I think you guys have heard this. I am a research um, and developer in the automotive aftermarket. So I have to do a lot of research on um these automotive platforms and and heavy duty diesel and all that stuff as well but the automotive side is quite tricky hyundai is just unbelievable with the number of engine platforms that they have and they have been known for this i mean there's the alpha the beta um the gamma the kappa um the theta like i just joined a fraternity all right (laughs) sigma yeah uh absolutely yeah and um now they're up to they uh the end use platform and then now they're the smart stream which is basically in you it's just different technology there but when you're looking at the list of engine variants that hyundai has it's just insane so they have been playing this type of game for years so this is nothing new and like you said their their approach to the market is just flooded man just with whatever and what i hate about that as someone who's in the aftermarket and you're looking to do all all this research is They'll have a platform in an you know in an, in an application that may only be a couple of years, two three years, and it changes. It moves on to something else, and it makes it very difficult mm-hmm. when you start housing product on a shelf. Yeah. Um, to rebuild these things, it makes it really really They're tough. They're treating them like disposable products, and they again, are. that's their marketing strategy. And mm-hmm. they're they they entered the market as a lower cost alternative, and there was a, a different crowd that they appealed to, and some of those people they intentionally made commercials around here and it was like if you think you can't afford to buy a new car we can sell you one exactly and that was by design but there's another side to this coin you know kind of before we leave toyota or maybe in in a segue away from toyota that toyota has managed to avoid in that in the you know it's kind of a perfect storm we, we went through uh, the whole COVID pandemic. There's still ramifications of that happening. Um, supply chains have been an issue. We've talked about this many, many times. There have, because of these part shortages, it has affected manufacturing of vehicles. They can't make enough. Absolutely. That's why the used yeah. car prices went through the roof, because there weren't enough new cars to go around. 
That's and right. Toyota has been able to avoid some of that chaos on the EV side, where like companies like Rivian, who RJ has come out and said, we got issues, man. We can't build these things fast enough because we can't get the parts for them. Now, they recently turned a corner with that, and the shareholders are very happy, myself included, that they beat estimates on how many they were going to produce. Did you did you see that news? Yep. Yep. I did, man. But this is um yeah. Something that you have said many many times, Jay. I mean like to the point that I could just I'd say I told you so. On a loop and come back in 10 minutes and we probably still wouldn't be um close to keeping count. And and I said to you before we started this program I feel like we haven't talked about this enough because you've brought this up before, but we haven't mm-hmm. really focused on it. Okay. Right. Yep. So, so here it is. And I want you all to listen to Jay because this is a big deal. And I'm, I right. promise you, this is going to be a factor if you go out and buy, if you're either thinking about buying a car now or you mm-hmm. just bought one. Right. Um, the bottom line is, and this is, this is, this is not something that, that I pulled out of the air. This was from J.D. Power. Um, J.D. Power basically said that new car quality took a nosedive this year. Big time nosedive this year. And we said this to be careful when this the semiconductor shortages started happening, along with the COVID situation where they couldn't get supply, the park constraints, uh, shipping troubles, and all okay. of this stuff factors into it so break it down explain to everybody why that affects quality why is it that if you can't if there's a supply issue or a delivery Mm -hmm. issue Mm -hmm. or a timeliness issue how does that Mm -hmm. make my car more likely to have problems well you have there's a supply chain and we've talked about it you got supplier a b c d e down the list they have people that are qualified for this the way manufacturing works, they get their product in what we call a JIT or just-in-time mode. So it shows up and it rolls right out of there and goes right to the assembly line and they put it together. And that keeps costs down for the manufacturer. Well, when A supplier is out of it, they move to B supplier. And then they start supplying. Okay, but well, wait then, a minute. Yeah? Why is supplier A supplier A and not Highest quality, price, everything about that supplier gets the high rating because... So or it's they, not random. They made, they made supplier A they, because of factors determined by their partner. That is correct. Okay. It's high quality product, and that's why they won the contract to be supplier A. Okay. They supply for this platform. This is what we do. But when they can't supply, they have to go to supplier B. And that's and, then, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I'm yep. really trying to overstate this point here. Mm-hmm. You don't just go from supplier A to supplier D or E, right? You go you, to B next. You right? go to B, but when B's not available, you you got right. produ- you got to keep in mind, we have production yep. going on. And you got to build vehicles. By the time you get to supplier D, right. that's not... It's not it's a not good a, position. Yeah. Okay. It's not a good position to be in if you are a, a manufacturer, but you know that going in. So because of that, when you get into the supplier D, you know that there's going to be some shortcomings. Typically, there's documentation on that. They're not going to list you as a supplier or even get on the supply chain list without knowing some of the consequences Mm -hmm. okay so we all i said this we both said this that if they're going to supplier d then there's going to be certain things that that they're going to cut out like you know maybe rear ac units are going to be uh not working because they didn't have the product to build it um or just some of the elect it's it's been mainly the electronic Mm -hmm. um quality that has that has failed the automotive industry lately and typically the majority of the, per, the the highest percentage of the quality defects or issues that people are having are th- with the electric vehicle market why is that because of the huge well, electric vehicle market push we just talked about this earlier there's a rock quarry in troy missouri that up until i mean I, it may still be there but uh, the, the quarry's still there but it was full of mid-sized gm pickups the canyon and the um in the Chevy Colorado because right. they couldn't finish the builds on those. They were mostly done 
right? But they were awaiting a final component or two or a handful. Same thing with what what is it called this season, Jay? It was Bronco Mountain and it was Bronco Snow <laughs> Ice Mountain, Mountain or, or yeah. yeah, Ice Mountain and Mud Mountain or whatever why? Mud why? Flats. Why is that there? Because Ford couldn't get all the parts they needed to finish they, those Broncos. They right? still can't. They're, they still can't. Okay. They are still having their woes. So yes, are they willing to at this point settle for supplier B or C to get those into a consumer's hands, or are they going to wait for A? Right. I think that it, it depends on how much it bites you. I think that they have to they have to level that option. They have to look at those options. And the thing is, with Ford, for example, we we talked about it on a previous podcast. Go to partscountaguru.com or go to um, youtube.com uh, forward slash partscountagurus and you'll see a video on it uh, where we were discussing these problems uh, that these manufacturers are having. Look, here's the deal. Let me let me just get, get to this. GM, they are building vehicles um, – uh, and they're going so far as to decontent some of these vehicles. And what I mean by that is reduce what they, they offer, what they put in them, or stop functionality, that is. GM previously removed start-stop functionality um, from specific vehicles, while Ford once shipped out SUVs without rear climate controls. Ford has recently have is I don't know if there's an official recall yet, but they've had catastrophic engine failures, which that's the video I was referring to that you can go check out. Um this is why they found um, an increase in vehicles slipping below their respective segment averages, is what they said. Buick, believe it or not, ranked number one. Dodge and Chevrolet all showed really, really good measurable improvements. Now, I don't know what that means. Is that because they are in-house producing some of this stuff themselves now? Well, we know we that ta- to be the case, yep. We we said, who was it that was 3D printing? It was General a, Motors. It was GM, a, a little a gasket that was holding mm-hmm. up production. So they are slowly but surely. These these problems, these, these problems that we're seeing with quality – we told you this was going to happen. We also told you that you might hold off on buying a vehicle until we get beyond this semiconductor and or uh, supplier chain shortage problem that we have. And that's going to be a while. It may take a couple of years before we get to that point to where I personally am comfortable with buying a vehicle at that point. I got to know what's going in there, man. So this is a big problem. I'll tell you that Buyer I've, got beware. A, I've got an RV on order. It's an expensive purchase and we are pretty much to the point now where i haven't canceled the order i'm there's no real advantage to me canceling it yet because i can back out of the deal without monetary consequence up until the day it's you know sitting on the lot Mm -hmm. but i'm hearing things and being told things about the components that i want and having to settle for for example the cummins generator that i wanted was a bigger one and they're not going to put them in this model year because they can't right. they've got to consolidate all their parts and make one for the whole line they're not right. going to give you that's options. crazy see right there you go so i would like to quote road and track on this all right and here's here's why i'm going to quote this because they are echoing exactly what we I have think been, they've been listening to us i swear we got to this first quote and i quote from road and track if you don't absolutely need a new car right now, this report is just another reason to consider putting that purchase off. The industry has been in a really tough spot since the start of COVID, and things aren't improving at the rate that we'd all like. Here's to hoping that next year's study tells us a completely different story. Please, Qbert. I hate to say I told you so. Ah. Hey, when you know, you know, right? And you'll know if you're subscribed, guys. So make sure you hit the subscribe button over on YouTube, please. And thank you. Tell a friend. And um, keep watching. Yeah. Man, oh, man. I, you know, I just... Keith, it's... it's. I don't get joy out of, <laughs> of having to tell someone I told you so. But in these cases, I... There's some validation I, I, there. There's yeah. some validation there. Yeah. Um, we knew it was coming. So there you have it. We read the comments, and sometimes we get some. You guys don't know what you're, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah, we we we're not perfect, but uh, there's a reason why there's uh, there's gurus in the name. Right. Yeah. We we've been around a little bit. We've been around for a minute or two. So, <laughs> wow, what a great show, man! It's always a pleasure 
to sit across the desk from you and have these conversations. I absolutely love it, and I hope that our fans out there do. And again, thank you for listening to all of you who are who are listening to us and following us. We appreciate it. Please tell some friends out there. Follow us on social at facebook.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. You can go to Instagram. Uh, that is Instagram.com forward slash the parts kind of gurus. We are on Twitter where Keith is very active over on Twitter for us. Um, and our handle over there is at the counter show, which is what you just listened to today. And we love doing this. So help us out and give us some love. So I got, I got something special, Jay. Okay. I'm ready. I'll see, by the way, I'll see you next week. See you in yeah. person. Yeah, so we might. I think so. I, I sure hope out. so. I hope we can work something out. Yes, it's a business trip, but uh, well, everybody stay plugged in. Watch the socials. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe. That's it. Yeah. All right. There you go. 115 years ago, a little lady named Edna was born in a very small town in Missouri, Ledwood, Missouri. Just like not even on the map. It's on the map, but you, you get my point. All right. I do. Kind person. Um, who she went on to make the lives of almost everyone she met better. Um, she's a kind of actually a lot like the female version of that Mister Rogers guy that we grew up watching on TV, right? Mm. Just just kind of a different person, but really impactful. Be my um, neighbor, would yeah. you? Could yeah, yeah, but probably less corny. I would I say. Gotcha. All right, okay. but there is corn in Missouri. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of it, um, and really just just made friends with everyone she met. I, I can't state that enough. Um, we don't talk about politics a lot on this show. Uh, some of you may have noticed that. That is by design. Um, I, I, it's my personal feeling that we as a world have become hateful and hurtful to each other. And I think a lot of that is because we are made to think that it's either you're on my team or you're the enemy. And we're very quick to deal in absolutes. Um, some of that is because of the media. Everything is sensationalized to get clicks and eyeballs, right? Jay, we know a lot about... We do. Clicks and eyeballs and how everything is driven by one of or both of those two. Um, and this is nothing new. Mark Twain said, you know, if you want to be uninformed, don't read the news. If you want to be misinformed, read it. So it's not like this concept of sensationalism is something that the, the, the current generation of news media has come out with. Right. Um, but this lady, Edna, was different. Um, she treated everybody as a friend. And she was such an impactful person um, that my son shares a part of her name in his name. And, and that was partly to honor her and partly because I hope one day he, uh, he'll be curious enough to research the person that she was because they never met. Mm. I'm trying to keep it together here. I'm thinking, I hear you. I see <laughs> I'm, you. I'm keeping, I'm thinking. I'm with you, brother. Um, and so I can see sort of the, the mindset of, well, if I'm that kind of a person, I'm going to get taken advantage of. And, and I, I, you know, I'm guilty of that, too. Trust me, this is a difficult thing for me, everybody. Um, this, this lady, uh, halfway through her life, literally in the middle of her life, became a widow. She lost her husband to uh, a heart attack. He was a smoker. Uh, ironic that we kind of started the show talking about that. Um, she couldn't drive. She had to learn to drive in, I think, her 50s. Mm. I mean, born in 1908, had a husband, women back then, she didn't work. You know, they, they were poor. Um, but she was one of the happiest people that I, you know, had ever met. Um, and I have sort of a, this was from sort of an interview. Um, what was the best birthday you ever had and why? And she said... When I was 16, I got to go work on my birthday. I got to help buy baby clothes for my brothers uh, that were born two months later. That was her. That's how she spent her birthday. She had uh, eight total of eight kids. She was born into a family of eight children. Wow. Um, just you know, the concept of what it takes to be happy, I think, is uh, is a little different. Um, did you have a honeymoon? Where did you go? Nope, no money to spend. Just really happy, uh, and I, so again, I can, I can, you know, well, if if I'm soft, 
or the perception of being soft, people will take advantage of me. And this is one of the toughest people that I've ever known. Um, fell and broke her hip in her late 50s, early 60s. Had a house that was not yet complete when her husband died. Had no job. Had to learn to go to work and drive herself to work and had to learn to drive. Crawled the equivalent of about 60 yards. A two-story house. Had to go up to the second story to get back in the house. Upstairs about 60 yards with a broken mm. hip. Mm. Um drug herself up to remember those old rotary phones that we had on the wall yes there yes. was a, like a, a counter like a bar yeah had to like pull herself up by her i guess upper body to get to the phone to dial back then it wasn't even 911 it was you know the county sheriff or whatever right right, right. yeah there was no universal help number um so just one of the toughest people that i i knew so i refuse to accept that if you are calloused you are somehow better off um, I think the, the lesson here, I think, and I'm, I'm still trying to piece a lot of this together, but you become what you choose to focus on. And, and so many of us, and I'm guilty of this too, just choose to focus on the negative and she chose to focus on happiness. Um, I, I just, I just firmly believe that if we could all follow that path, it would be better. She passed away in 2007 even at 98, it was too soon. Um, yeah. the, the, it always seems to be the case for the good ones. Um, so so here's, here it is, everybody. This is, in closing, this is the story. Every one of us has a choice every day. Uh, you have to be the change you want to see in the world. Um, the thing that I remember her telling me, oh, boy. <laughs> You're getting, you guys are getting Bugs bonus Bunny. mileage today, right? Bugs Bunny, brother. More Bugs than Bunny. anything else is love one another. And time and time again, I've tried to go back to that. I hope this sounds okay in the, uh, <laughs> I don't have to fix it, it too much in post. But that was it. The thing that I remember her telling me the most was love one another. And remember that most of us want the same things. We just have different ideas about how to get there. I don't think it's us versus them. Right. So with that said, thank you guys for listening and for making us a part of your lives. Remember to be good to one another. Happy birthday, Grandma.